I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United United States States veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No Shave Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. Dude, can wrestling get any better if you are a no shit pro wrestling fan than it is right now with AEW hitting on all cylinders, NWA? impact and then you've got the sports entertainment piece man what do you think man talk to me man i'll tell you what i did not even finish watching dynamite last night i turned it off because i thought it was a garbage show Mm. (laughs) man i in general yes i'm a huge aew wrestling fan but that was rough last night Hmm. so before we get into it and i start yelling and screaming in my disappointments (laughs) i will say your pressure points your pressure points The the uh, the news that broke today that Tony Khan donated everything he made from that sponsorship for uh, Texas Chainsaw to the Maui Fund is like, that's yeah. good stuff and, and that, that's one thing AEW is really good at is the community services and the donations and all that. That aside, what the fuck? What the what the fudge? <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Fudge. Was that match that was the most horrible? Like 
What what a way to ruin like I thought the zombie thing was bad. Oh no, you didn't. This was right there with it. I'm just like, Shoot. what is going on here? I was so, so disappointed. For all of our fans, um, if you go back into your uh wrestling Rolodex or Google uh YouTube zombie battle royal you will understand exactly what my boy jay tilly is talking about because bro yeah it's i mean they had just just to give you guys if you hadn't seen it they had wrestlers dressed up as zombie outside the ring and if you got thrown out there you're the zombies are gonna attack you but this this was this was uh, yeah it left me speechless like i didn't even watch i turned it off so i missed the last few minutes of the the show which was Actually, I take it back. I think I watched the Britt Baker match this morning, but I haven't seen the Young Bucks Young Bucks Guns match yet because I was just so mm-hmm. flabbergasted at how brutal that episode of Dynamite was. It was all over the place, mm. and there was some good stuff mixed in, but also some really terrible stuff mixed in, like yeah. that match for one. And I knew going into it kind of what to expect. I'm like, this is going to be a a cheesy, you know, plunder brawl. But come on, the the pouring the fake blood on them and shooting it all in the red and then then leatherface coming out with the one of the worst leatherface masks i've ever seen chasing i was like oh and i'm okay with doing sponsorship and, and corporate synergy that, that's fine but oof, man like come up with something better and i think if the rest of the show would have been okay like better it might not have bothered me as much but there was just a lot on this show that i, I had a hard time with the, the kenny omega stuff the way that was edited and produced looked terrible mm. not necessarily the beat down everything but the fact that he's sitting there in an interview and then Don Callis walks in a frame. I, I've been to Daily Place where they were sitting. He'd have seen Don Callis coming for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's and like then when the scene from um, uh, Monty the, Python is what I thought about. Well, yeah, Monty Python's or the spy that shagged me. In oh, that yeah. One scene where he's like, ah, ah, ah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I thought Monty it's Python where they're shot. storming the castle. Ah, <laughs> yeah. ah, and then they just kill him. Yeah. But I like so then the beatdown happens by the the bang bang gang. And like they kept Golden cutting side. back to Jim Ross, who yeah. was just like like he didn't know what to do. And I love Jim Ross, but like I ugh. Do you do Oof. you feel like Jim Ross is at the same point in his career as the Hardys are in theirs? To an extent, yes. I, I don't think Jim Ross is I don't think he needs to like go home and never do anything again. I think he's probably a great road agent, but Ooh, I, well, yeah. I take that back. I mean his or commentary an at, or something, you know, yeah. Yeah. But his commentary on collision's been great. So he's he's got that, but it's just like I almost felt like they didn't know, he didn't know they were gonna cut back to him during those clips. So he's because oh. like they're beating Kenny Omega and he's just looking around, <laughs> and then at one point they cut back to him and he's standing up and he goes, "Somebody should get some help." I'm like, "Yeah, go get help." Yeah, it just was it was oh, man. But you some remember? Positives. Yeah, you remember during year one, uh, old Jr. inadvertently said WWE. Oh yeah, and they crucified him, and now. It's like we don't talk about the referees anymore because they're doing so much better. Yep. Um, I hate to admit that I feel like the women's booking across professional wrestling has gotten a little bit better. So I can't really argue about that. Is it great? No. But, we, you know, you're sort of swaying away from it. And it feels like JR is now a topic that we don't like it's like bruno we don't talk about bruno <laughs> and 
you know, my boy, like he's he's so engaging and entertaining on his podcast. He has a couple of other ventures that he's part of that he's very involved in. And then his he's books on, are phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And whenever he's on an interview of any form or fashion, um, he hasn't been on a couple of the big ones that we generally listen to lately, but he's been doing some of those smaller ones. And shout out to Van Fleet. He is popping right now and uh, super, super excited for the traction that he's getting and his, you know, his following. But yeah, I feel like he follows us too. Hey, on appreciate Twitter. it, brother. Yep. yep. So you've got, uh, you know, JR, uh, Taz is straight cash. Like, yeah, just keep the press printing because he's just awesome. Excalibur is Excalibur. He's coming out with all those funky indie, the super califragilistic expialidocious suplex. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really, I'm even with, for AEW that you you walk away, you're like, we didn't advance any storylines. We did destroy a couple cars in a parking lot and uh, the best friend's mom's uh, van. And <laughs> every windshield <laughs> inside the uh, employee section of the parking over there at Daly's Place smashed. <laughs> so, um, yep. but yeah, even the misgivings, I feel like at this point, like AEW is giving us something that, the WWE, I don't want to say can't, but it's almost like they think at a different level. And AEW is, right. I don't even know how to put it. It's like, you know, like watching, I don't know, like you're watching the difference between the SEC and, you know, the Sun Belt. You know, it's just, it's different. It's still football. It's still whatever fans relate to it accordingly. But I really feel like AEW is listening to the fan. And when they have like a, a big whiff, you're like, ah, you know what? You can't bat a thousand and it's whatever. Right. But then you look back and go, but they knew better. And like, ah, oh, right. Man. Yeah. And, and, and this show and, and Tony Khan even tweeted that the fact that, uh, they kind of threw this one together at the last minute, the fight for the fallen, because he wanted to support the uh, the fires in in Maui. So uh, understanding, and then he, I think in his tweet, he even mentioned the fact that they had already signed to do this Texas Chainsaw thing for the sponsorship, so they couldn't pull it. Um, and and That's like I awesome. said, I love the idea that he donated all that money, yeah, it, like hundred thousand dollars. If you go on to aeshop.com or aew, yeah, aew.com slash shop the their store that fight for the fallen shirt it's a t uh yep. tie-dye themed one it's it's pretty slick i love me some tie-dye so. oh cool yeah all proceeds are going to yeah. you know that that charity that's that the food banks mm -hmm. and everything so really really like noble stuff but i just felt like the show was rough i mean even some of the all-in build i got a little disappointed in um when so we had yuda and orange cassie in that first match which was a pretty decent match however it ends with the beatdown with, you know, uh, BCC jumping Orange Cassidy, which he gets the win. And I also think that's the first time anybody's kicked out of Wheeler Yuta's uh, seatbelt pin. I'd have to check that, but I think that's the first person to kick out of it. But, you know, you get Moxley and Claudio jump in and beat him up. Then the best friends come out. BCC still gets ahead. Then the Lucha Brothers come out. Then they get the advantage again. And then you get Eddie Kingston come out, which awesome. Fantastic to see Eddie Kingston back. But then we get a six on six stadium stampede match. And I'm just like stadium stampede worked. And I liked both of them. Yeah, they worked in the pandemic age, but those were in 
empty to almost empty stadiums, how are we going to do 80,000 people in, in, you know, in the crowd and do a stadium stampede? Now, what I think is it's actually going to be more like an anarchy in the arena, but because they're in a stadium, they're going to call it a stadium stampede. I just, maybe it's in the wording, but at the same time, like I was really hoping for a Moxley Orange Cassidy one-on-one match and then get Kingston and Claudio, you know, get, get the one-on-ones. That'd be a good one. And I, yeah, exactly. And and I get the fact that 80,000 people, so it's crazy. it's on track to be the biggest, <laughs> biggest, and I've got to say this because WWE fans get mad, single the biggest day, single day. day wrestling event. <laughs> yeah, one day. It's it's on track to be the, the largest wow. wrestling crowd in one place at one time, not spread over two days. Legit crowd, yeah. too, not inflated <laughs> yeah. numbers that we sometimes get at wrestling crowds. I mean, it, it it's on so track cool. to like break records. So I get the fact that you want to put as many people on it as possible. And and I am sure when you and I are sitting here watching Anarchy in the or yeah. Stadium Stampede, we're probably going, oh, this is great. It's just one of those things like I'd have rather seen some of these solo matches and then give me a battle royal. As much as I hate to say that, like, oh, if man, you yeah. want to get other people on the show. It's not a zombie one. Yeah, don't do not do a Texas Chainsaw <laughs> battle royal. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? That one they did uh a few oh, what a month ago the the 21 for the orange cassidy title that was a hell of a battle royal yeah. that was that was fun and, and it was like i don't know if it was fun because i wanted it to be but i think it was even more fun or funner because orange cassidy was actually involved right and he had a little bit of control with his death in his destiny. So it wasn't just like this flippant, get a ladder. I'm at the top. I'm going to grab a gold, uh, right. a big gold trio or yeah. So, um, you know, I get the Andre, the giant battle Royal. It's very symbolic. Andre's, you know, such a heroic, uh, you know, part of yep. professional wrestling history. But yeah, when you, when you can really get a really cool theme and you get awesome participation and like, like we were talking about earlier, Orange Cassidy was in control of his own situation. And he sort of like he sort of put himself in that. Right. So he yeah. was like, yeah, uh, even to the point he invited Renee. You, you want to be hey, in it too? You, you, you want to be number 22? Uh, no, I'm good. Yep. He, he just like gives. And for those of us uh, who aren't watching on the video, I have my uh, Orange Cassidy thumb, not thumb up. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so Shit. so we know they could put together Battle Royal, which who knows? Yeah. We still might get an announcement of some Battle Royal. Um, so so we built that match, which I am. There is that mystery of who the other three on the BCC side is going to be. Uh, so I'm a little intrigued by that. Are we going to see, you know, Brian Danielson and maybe a Shuda and somebody else? Are we going to see? Yeah, I, I have no idea who the BCC is going to pick. Um, I was trying to think of like who's been feuding with the Lucha Brothers oh, and like AAA and stuff. That'd and maybe fun. they'll show up. Uh, but. I know Penta just lost an ambulance match to QT Marshall. I don't want to, I don't know. Nope. Don't put him in this, but a I don't know. Like Roosh. maybe Roosh. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure where they're going to go. Yeah. How about a Jey yeah. Uso? That could be nice. That old, uh, I was listening to, uh, shout out. Yeah. Work. So I am a day behind yeah, in totally all my podcast right now. So I apologize to all our, uh, podcaster brothers and sisters. And one of the podcasts that I go through, um, they were talking about 
the significance of the Usos in wrestling history in relation to the bloodline, not the bloodline, the story, but the actual Samoan bloodline. And then you sprinkle in the actual name of the bloodline. And I was like, dude, imagine if old Jay Fatu shows up in Impact. And you have Trinity, who's the sister-in-law of Jay Fatu. Oh, yeah. And, like, is Rikishi now going to show up? Like, if you could play some kind of both sides of the fence. RVD got approval from the WWE to do the AEW show. And he's still going to be part of WrestleMania. And you're like, dude, that is so sick and awesome for both companies. And it almost feels like just shy of an yep. olive branch. But imagine if you could get a fucking storyline, yeah, exactly. almost like, uh, you know, two different universes colliding and you can get Jay Fatu on one show and the Usos on another show and somehow they can make it work to, you know, swerve and, you know, even maybe advance impact, not to the point where I hope. I hope uh, WWE Endeavor slash TKO Enterprises does not try and buy Impact and merge them, but it would, um, yeah. I I agree with you, though. I think it's a big swerve, and he's going to show up, and we're going to have a, at WrestleMania when we're sitting there, um, we're going to watch the Uso brothers um, go for... You know, the family name, the, yeah, a noble tribal combat. In a tribal combat. A, you know, a brotherly love, a street fight, or a, you know, a Tongan death match, whatever we're going to call it. Basically, a, a sexy no DQ match that you can sell a t shirt. There you on. go. And it's unfortunate, too, because as much as we talk about it, or the brothers talked about, yeah, I'd love to have a match with my brother, they're almost the greatest tag team in the WWE, WWF history behind some of the greats and then you know the modern era between the new day the usos edge and christian hardys you've got to put the usos in there and i'd hate for their like history to end that way Mm -hmm. um and i i would never want to see the guns go through this because i i think i think their their characters are so different and they're they're stronger as a unit than they would be um, mm-hmm. individually. And I know that was a quick swerve back to AEW and they're such a young tag team. They're probably not going anywhere um, in the singles world anytime soon. You never know. Right. Well, I mean, just to keep it going with the AEW, you mentioned swerve several times there. Let's go on to the match that I thought was really damn amazing. And that was swerve Strickland's opponents. That'll be at uh, all in, which is Nick. Well, one of his opponents, which is Darby Allen and Nick Wayne against the uh, mogul empire there. What a big man versus little man match that I absolutely enjoyed every minute of. Nick Wayne is going to, he is amazing now at 18 years old. I can't imagine uh, what he's going to be like as he gets mic skilled training and, you know, get some of the learned information that being on a live show is going to, or live taped whatever you want to call it but on a tv show is going to give him because working in independence i'm sure is a lot different than being in front of all those cameras and knowing where the hard camera is and all that but holy cow man what a what a match and i i hope he shows up at all in even if he's just in the corner oh of God. sting and darby allen just so he could feel that eighty thousand people I mean, that place is going to be humming with excitement, I think, dude. You're going to see, you know, and in like we talked about this before, I think a couple of times. So the community is already enthralled with their soccer team. They're used to having that stadium there packed to the gills. But you've got, you know, 
you're going to you're going to have shows and people from AEW and wrestling fans and wrestling media from all over the world starting the Tuesday prior and the environment the energy the like the streets like the energy is going to be you can almost feel it and I'm like getting goosebumps just talking about it it's going to be like palpable like you're going to feel like mm-hmm. holy you know almost like when you've got one window open in your in your truck and your ear starts like you're going to feel that kind of energy and dude when you know they start singing Jericho's song like dude if they open with Osprey versus Jericho and I'm already disappointed I that I, it's not going to be um, Osprey and Omega or Osprey and, you know, another up and coming Osprey and Guevara, you know, something that you could really sink your teeth into. And they're, you know, they're working toward passing the torch. Um, I don't know that Jericho is ready to pass any torch. And it unfortunately, it turns into a storyline going on too long, but you can't have a bad match with Osprey and I hope Jericho's ready. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think Jericho will be ready. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I think it'll be a great match. Uh, I would almost put money on the fact that it opens cause he knows he can't main event. So he's going to politic his way to be the, the first pop of the night. And yeah, them singing Judas, especially him going in as a, as a face. Oh, Judas is going to go nuts. And the match, I think will go fine. I did appreciate a little bit of Jericho's commentary on uh, when he was talking about the fact that they were supposed to take each other on in 2019 when he was in New Japan and then the pandemic hit and he couldn't do it. I was like, okay, That's- all right. So this is something you guys were planning on. I'll, I'll buy it a little better. Mm-hmm. Like I, it made me buy the story a little more like, okay, so Osprey's pissed. Cause you missed that. Got it. Okay. I'm a little, I'm a little bought in now. I also really like that, that segment with Don Callis and Jericho, you know, when he said, yeah, I'll join you what you said you said yes and then he didn't want to show him the painting and that was great like a really cool way to set all that up because when he said yes i'm like oh like it it was such a roller coaster of emotions because i was like oh cool we're not gonna get osprey jericho we're gonna get osprey and somebody else and then i was like oh Oh, we are gonna get osprey (laughs) oh that ought to be pretty good though yeah and then i can't name another wrestler that has gone from turning heel to face to heel to face again in a matter of what five minutes seriously he came out almost as a face immediately turned heel to join callus and then turned face again to attack callus so i was like all right cool yeah it's but yeah that's that's gonna be a lot of fun i think the um you know is i just so he's the jas has disbanded they will or won't be involved i don't think they will um you know aussie open or the empire i don't think will be any play in it i think jericho will come out in his current moniker and not in that pain maker you know sort of blackened out moat kind of a thing right so yeah i i just i've seen osprey osprey wrestle matches where he wasn't you know flying off the top rope and they're still really good matches i just don't think lionheart is still there for Jericho and he's only got a couple of moonsaults per match. And I, I just, I don't want him to show his ass, especially in such a huge show, not just for wrestling, not just for AEW, but whoever opens the show is going to get that freaking lightning, you know, just like, um, Dr. Brown was looking for the 1.1 watt gigawatts or whatever. Um, it, this, it's a good thing that Wembley doesn't have a, 
doesn't have a roof because that mother trucker would get blown off by some dedicated AEW faithful uh, coming well, out. It's like, uh, was it Bubba Ray that told the story about when he made his return at, I think it was Royal Rumble. Or maybe it was Mark Henry. I don't remember exactly who it was. I remember it was on Busted Open. And the the crowd was so loud. The energy was so strong that he literally blacked out <laughs> before he walked down to the ring. I'm like, that that's that's impressive. Like that's uh and I believe it. Yeah. I can imagine being eighty thousand people Jeez. projecting their energy towards you. Mm. Yeah. I think Jericho will rise to the occasion. I think it'll be a fine match. And they have to put on a good show because if they're gonna make this their their WrestleMania. Yeah. So this, if you're looking, this is WrestleMania one, you know, this is AEW staking that in the ground saying, look, we just packed 80,000 people into an arena. That's a good analogy, by the way. Very, very good analogy. Yeah. Wow. So this is them saying, look what we can do. That is. And there is all kinds of chatter, Twitter and and, in wrestling media about the car not being built well and all that. It, Come on. So the same thing happened with Forbidden Door 1, right? Like we all went in going, this build's been not so good. And then the show was amazing. Amazing. And I, I'm almost wondering if this is like a Tony Khan thing where he doesn't know how to book the first one so he gets nervous and doesn't know how to throw everything together and then relaxes a little because I kind of feel like that's how this is going. The, the builds have been kind of off. I also think a lot of it has to do with getting as many names on the card into the building as he can, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Give those people what they want. But I, I feel like the build's been eh, but I have a feeling that on the night we're going to be sitting here talking about, oh, my gosh, can you be like uh, Ibushi and, you know, Takeshita are going out in the ring and what a match. And, and you know, Hangman and Juice Robinson are just beating the hell out of each other. And we're we're going to love it. And it's going to be in our veins. And Lord knows what's going to happen with MJF and Adam oh Cole. I, Zero hour. They did. Zero hour. You have your Ring of Honor tag team champions, Aussie Open, phenomenal tag team, uh, just a fun tag team to watch, and your AEW world champion and one of your most popular wrestlers, Zero Hour, opening it up for the ROH tag team championship for free. Yep. That's just and wow. The skit they did (laughs) was so good. They take it to Outback and man. That blue and onion was awesome. You know, Outback's going, yeah, there's yeah, some money. There we go. But and when they're getting yelled at by Tony, <laughs> and he, he comes, he opens the door and, or, or MJF says something about, oh, we'll wait till 2024 because then I'm going to hold this again. So he opens the door and he goes, hey, hi, Tony. He's all nice suddenly. And I love how Tony like switch. You hear him screaming in the door. And when the door opens, he's back to mild meek Tony we've always seen on TV. And he walks away. He's like, I was, I was just about to tell him off. Man, that was, that was so much fun. And, I know it's going to come to an end, right? Like all in, I assume I don't see them shaking hands at the end of the match and, and patting each other on the shoulder. Maybe they will. I don't, I don't know, but I want them to because I want this to keep going. It's so much fun. Yeah. What if, what if there's like some kind of, yeah, I don't think the main event could go to a wonky finish, like the, the ring rope breaks or the rod of referees and the match has to end and they're going to finish it at all out instead of, you know, what. I don't, now, I, it's got to end. Not at this show. Yeah. It's got to be a definitive, the fans go happy, go home happy. And, you know, I could see them changing it on the fly because the crowd is yeah. going to start vibing. The ref's going to go, you know, um, hey, just got the call. We're going plan B. <laughs> and yeah. could be. Yeah. That's... Or either way, I mean, well, CM Punk's got a match on the show. I was gonna say, can you imagine yeah. CM Punk walking out at the end there too? Uh, like, you've got your belt, not. but here's the real belt, and then you set up all out 
you know, is CM Punk versus whoever that champion is going to be. But I, I don't know if that'll happen or not. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of myself like because you mentioned CM Punk and now I have it in my head because. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Like, dude, we talked about it the other day. Like, I'm just sitting here waiting. I'm waiting for CM Punk to do something wonky. Boom. 24 hours later, hey, send these guys away from the building. You know, blah, blah, blah. Damn it, Punk. Come on, dude. Like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I, I read those stories and I like, and then he cut the promo on Hangman after the fact, which he came back out and apologized for. But in the back of my head, I'm still going, this all a work. Like, I, I just, he can't be that much of a asshole. I mean, they've got to work and do business. And I, I just, like Ryan Nemeth, like, really, you're going to kick him out? Like, the dude barely yeah. is on TV anyway. He was supposed to be there to work a match. Like, you're going to, you're going to cost this guy money and not let him wrestle. In, in the career he's wanting to do. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm hoping it's all leading up to, like, something in a year, two years, however long they want to take in some kind of invasion angle, and, you know, we'll, we'll have them finally, like, yeah. have that match. But uh, maybe he is. Maybe he is that much of a jerk and that much of a, well, if my guy can't be here, your guy can't be here kind of stuff with Christopher Daniel. But it, it would be, uh, it would just be strange. Str- strange for all that to happen, I guess. I don't know, man. Nonetheless, you know, CM Punk, he'll be 22 minutes of, uh, so 60, he'll be 22 minutes of 240. So he'll be just under 10%, which is fine. Um, cause you have to have that, you know, temperance sprinkled in. So Punk's match will occur. He'll walk away. <laughs> um, not sure if it's going to be stark. Or um, if it's actually going to be Samoa Joe. And if it is, I hope Samoa Joe hits him with the Caracuda. But yeah. Well, I choked him out yeah, Saturday. That, that, yeah, that's that's a good point. And why they you didn't know. have that on camera. Um, oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. I thought it worked out all right. Like, I like the fact, like, where's Punk? Yeah, like, where's Punk? And then they kind of cut to him. Like, he should have been back in the ring, man. And yeah. they cut to him. He's getting choked out. I was like, that, that kind of worked. I, I don't mind. So, like, some of the production i say in quotation marks flubs that they do i don't mind all the time like anarchy in the arena sometimes you miss some of the main action but i like that hectic chaotic feel and i think the samoa joe thing is part of that right like yeah they he attacked him and in all reality we wouldn't have known he was gonna attack him so the fact that he did is like oh we gotta cut this so i i kind of like the Mm -hmm. fact that it 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 leaves a little bit of realism in it 
yeah. to me at least. Yeah, like I appreciate the fact, it. Makes like, it feel less produced. Oh, crap. It's like this is breaking news. CM Punk right. has just been choked out. So that's uh, that's a, that's a strong point. Yeah, I, yeah. I, my WWE brain has got everything so overly produced that if you're not on your marks, it's almost <laughs> to the point where they have blue painters tape. <laughs> so blue painters tape. <laughs> yeah. So must stand champions, here to take drop kick. White painters tape because the <laughs> titles are white. Um, you know, the tag team championships are red and blue, so red and blue tape you're here. <laughs> and enhancement talent is uh black or whatever, you know, like rainbow or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's gotta be Man, rainbow because of NXT. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the rainbow colors. Dude, that's freaking hilarious. But yeah, I just I, I yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that. I thought it was okay. I thought that was, and man, I tell you what, Collision continues to put on shows that I'm just like, this is good stuff. Like he can be an asshole and and be kicking people out of building, but if he's the one booking that show, I'm like, man, he's doing a good job. In my opinion, he's out doing the elite right now because I don't feel like, yeah, I just don't feel like there's much to their their storyline stuff right now. Although I am starting to pick up things, right? Like, so we've got Hangman on Dynamite with the whole uh you know hospital they said he was at which didn't look anything like a hospital but he's drinking a beer and i was like what kind of hospital is it that's interesting because you know if you go back through well if you go back through the evolution of hangman too right like he was with the elite and was drinking which caused him to have issues with them uh then they throw the drink in his face and turn on him well then he's drinking because he's alone and has no friends he stops drinking hooks up with the dark order gets nice and not drinking anymore and he talks about being all sober and everything then he rolls back in with mm. the elite and then we see him with a beer in it i'm like man there's like you know is is yeah. this working with the elite driving him to drink because he can't handle some of this stuff like I, it's it was a little subtle thing but it's enough to where you're like okay okay that's that's really uh that's a good pickup too so you've got this like you know um, you know, whole dynamic of who is Hangman Page, and he's gone through this whole, you know, car- um, character evolution, yep. and he he and Jericho competed to be the inaugural AEW champion, and he wouldn't wear that championship for two years after that. So, like, is he still have? A, does he still have a chip on his shoulder? Because Tony didn't think he was ready to be the champion, be the first champion, which still to this day, I think was the smartest Mm -hmm. thing to do. You put the title on Jericho, you make it credible because he's the Ocho. Well, he was the, uh, what is it? C-Ace. He would, you know, he, yeah. Uh, Non-Ocho. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's very interesting, you know. So he's gone through this whole career evolution, character evolution. He was tag team champions with Omega. He had a falling out. He won the title. He lost the title and he lost his eye. He was gone. Now he's back and he's hangman. But what version of hangman are you getting? And when you mention about him being the elite and they were so celebratory a couple weeks ago. Hey, just so everybody knows the elite is here to stay and we've signed. We've extended four more years. Um, But. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting, fun twist to a uh, already awesome story of of AEW going from this fledgling company to freaking filling filling Wembley. Dog it. Woo. Well, and, and now this may be really me reaching, but I also wonder if there isn't something to the fact that he's drinking a beer. And the guy who's calling him out and talking trash to him is all straight edge, no alcohol. No. Is there something else to this story? Like, I. I that may be way over analyzing that, but heck, why not? Like, I, 
it can't be that much of a coincidence that he's got a beer in his hand on the night that uh you know, CM Punk kicks him out of his building and says, you can't tape here. So be very interesting. Very, very interesting to see what happens down the road. So we didn't really get a chance to talk about uh, Raw this week either because uh, we had some issues on Tuesday. But what did you think of Raw this week? I, you know, I had my um, WWE hat on loud and proud. Really am digging um, a lot of the storylines. And I'm trying to figure out what we're building toward. Are we building toward a huge return? Are we building toward payback or WrestleMania next year? Um, It just feels like everything's kind of building on itself on Raw. And then I feel like it's imploding on SmackDown. And then I hear, um, I think it was Tuesday, that basically said, hey, um, the bloodline's going away for a little while. I'm like, okay, well, define a little while. And last time I, <laughs> I, you know, Googled wrestling rules from 100 years ago, a champion has to defend their championship within 30 days or they have to relinquish the title. <laughs> oh, my bad. We're trying to get Roman Reigns to, uh, you know, 27,000 days as champion. So, yeah, I, you know, this whole uh, deuces, ooses thing with uh, Jay leaving. Um, I sort of like it. I think it's fun. Mm. I I'm really digging the character evolution with with Jay and Jimmy has really surprised me with his mic work. Doesn't seem nervous. Doesn't seem you know anything. Um, we're watching. You know, if you're watching some of the oopsies in uh, wrestling promotion type stuff, local promoters, they are releasing posters in advance of announcements. So you see, oops, uh, my bad, Rikishi's on a poster. And (laughs) you're like, come on, man, that's just Bush League. And I get people are trying to sell tickets at the, you know, the Youngstown Civic Center. I'm sure they need all the seats filled that they can get. But damn. So, um, no, I'm I'm really digging raw. I'm really digging, um, you know, the whole general manager role. I think that's awesome. And then you have the freaking prototypical Karen walking around with the tag team championships. And dude, I love Piper oh, Niven. Nope, nope, that's mine. Give it to me. I was like, all right, I'm, all I'm right, down with I'll this. Take this it. Is cool. I think I think there's going to be a twist that will have um, Chelsea tell Piper, hey, this isn't working out or something's going to happen um, because this Chelsea got talent thing. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, God, yeah, I just, yeah. What they could do is do the Chelsea's Got Talent thing, and then every person, she's like, oh, I like this person. Piper Niven just destroys. So everybody comes out and does their thing, and then Piper Niven just, like, in the backstage where they're walking back gets crushed, and then Piper comes out and is like, well, I'm the last one left. It's got to be me. So they could do something fun with it. I agree. It's funny because the reason I asked you is because I actually enjoyed Raw more than Dynamite this week. Which is crazy, right? I mean, like I said, there was some good stuff on Dynamite, and I enjoyed parts of it, but I found myself sitting and kind of chuckling at raw and uh intrigued at something now there were typical wwe things like the indy hartwell match ended the exact same way the jd mcdonough match ended with a roll up after distraction after but like jd mcdonough got a little more of a push but like there were things that i got frustrated with but i still enjoyed it more than i seem to enjoy and maybe i was in a bad mood yesterday i don't know maybe when i watch dynamite back again i'll enjoy it more but yeah i, I got 
I got frustrated with the stadium stampede and Aaron arena, whatever they're going to call it six on six, because I really was hoping to just see heck even Kingston versus Mox. Like I was hoping something more would come out of that. So I was a little disappointed again on the night. It'll be great. Then the Texas chainsaw thing. I'm just, what am I watching? I don't want to watch this. And I didn't, I ended up turning it off and walked out of the room and like it was, well, I didn't walk out of the room. It was on and I wasn't really paying attention. I was doing other, like I was on my phone and doing stuff. Which usually yeah. in AEW I don't. I sit and I watch it. Yeah, and I was doing stuff, and then I watched the the Bunny and Britt Baker match. Decent match, good enough. I mean, it was in the death spot that they like to put women's wrestling in, so I was a little disappointed it didn't main event. Yeah, and then at awesome that point to I was see like, Bunny back too. That's yeah, that that's that was good cool. to see because she's been out for six months. I think I heard so definitely good to see her back. And uh, yeah, I didn't even watch the Guns Young Bucks. I. At that point, I was like, I don't really want to watch much more of this. So wow. uh, I need to go back and watch it because I am a huge Young Bucks fan and I feel bad. Mm-hmm. But very frustrating dynamite for me. And like I said, I, I kind of enjoyed Raw. I liked some of the storylines. I liked the Shinsei Nakamura turn. Ooh, the new look. I love that. The cut in the promo that. in Japanese. And then oh. like, whatever he said to Seth to make him like freeze up and like not know what to do. Good stuff, man. And I like to the point where I'm like, kind of want him to take that belt. Like, I'd love to see a Nakamura run out of nowhere, too. Like, yeah, it, it it's not some okay. Well, you're like, hey, you know, Shinsuke's lost. You know, he lost to Bronson Reed a couple days ago. Okay, so if if Shinsuke wins, now Bronson's the number one contender, and there's going to be this weird energy, whatever. Dude, the WWE programs you to remember what they want you to remember, forget what they want you to forget. In this current edition of Shinsuke, wrong. I'm I'm really looking forward to a Shinsuke Seth interaction. Uh, both of them, you know, they can operate stiff, and you know they're both extremely athletic and oddly strong for their build. So I think I think it'll be a lot of fun, and um, you know I still think Seth leaves your your world champion because this is a this is a trajectory to the title becoming relevant and or Roman Reigns and Seth crossing paths and Seth reminding Roman you realize I was the I'm the only person in WWE you've never beat and then he'll walk away and then he's like whoa and he's just sitting there like wise man where's Jay at oh he's over on impact oh my bad <laughs> Uh, the only thing about Shinsuke winning, though, is then you've set up maybe Cody and Shinsuke down the road because we've seen Rollins and, Shin- and Cody several times beat him all three times. So I'm like, I don't really want to see that again, but I'm down for a Shinsuke Nakamura Cody feud, which I guess you can do that without the title involved. Although I think they're angling for a Cody Finn Balor run of matches right now, which I'm down for, too. I'm, I'm OK with that. Very down. Yep. Yeah. That's an awesome backstory, too, Bullet Club. because it goes back to pre. Yeah. So he was uh, what was it like the second iteration? I think maybe maybe third iteration. Cody with the with the dark hair. And um, that would be if if they could get um, mm. access to that footage and be able to tell that story from sort of its uh sort of like an origin story yeah. that would be that would be not, when cody yeah. went away and rebuilt so and then yeah. you know now here we are yeah like i said they've got that history that bullet club awesome. history and then it, i mean if they really wanted to do some fun bullet mm-hmm. club backstory stuff they could bring bring aj styles into the mix because aj was actually part of the bullet club bullet club when oh my goodness prince devitt at the time ran it he was the he was the guy who was part of it so they were bullet club and i don't remember i don't 
I don't. I can't I remember. Totally who forgot betrayed. about that. I think they all three left on good terms. Like when Cody was in Bullet Club and all that. I think they were all on good terms. But yeah. But what would be funny is if they do a Bullet Club storyline on WWE when you got AEW doing a Bullet Club storyline too. New Japan just wins all over the place. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know where did where does the yep. OC fit in? Obviously, Michin um, or uh, Mia Yim has never. She hasn't wrestled um, yeah. in New Japan. She did uh, Impact. She did some Indies, NXT, and um, WWE. But you know where do the where's the OC fit in? The Good Brothers and and AJ Styles. So that would be cool. So if regardless, well, yeah, regardless of how it ends, is there some kind of you know uh, cross referencing? Yeah, there's so many. I didn't even think of the. I totally yeah. forgot about AJ, which is awesome. Glad you brought that up when he left TNA Impact to uh, make a name for himself only to get, uh, you know, brought up to the WWE that, that debut at Royal Rumble. That was awesome. Um, but and this is um, this is a great problem to have. You've got these these wrestlers, superstars that are, you know, arguably toward the back end of their career. A lot of them are in their 40s um, and they've got just such rich traditions and histories where they've crossed paths before. And Shinsuke being a boss yeah. back in the New Japan days. Shoo. And that would be fun if they could tell that story. And, you know, I don't know right. if New Japan would be like, well, you know, you can't use our footage or WWE doesn't want to, you know, mention anything from anybody's wrestling um, lineage. But, man, that's that that's going to be. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna yeah be I agree. Blast. And then for those of you blast. that may not have watched or don't know. The Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles feud in New Japan, Chef's Kiss. It was fantastic. They put on some matches that you swear they were really trying to kill each yeah. other. They beat the hell out of each other. So good stuff there. So final beard ratings for this week. What what did you give everything? So I'm I'm having a lot of fun um with the stories, with the you know, connecting connecting the the evolution I keep saying evolution. It might have been because I watched on the WWE network and everybody was talking about factions and stuff today, but just watching how all the storylines are progressing, it feels like every episode they're bringing they're bringing more stories and more um, interest to whatever the next pay-per-view is. You've got the Becky Trish, um, you know, storyline going. I think that's freaking awesome. That's going to finish in a cage, hopefully at payback because they missed out on the uh, SummerSlam payday. Um, You know, the AEW has got a lot of really good stuff going on, even with the women's storyline. And I love the character work that um, Tony is doing. I love Chelsea. I think she's freaking phenomenal. And kudos to Matt Cardona and showing her how to use the internet to get herself over and all of that Chelsea's yeah, got talent thing. <laughs> Damn. And you know, you had you had Matt Cardona trying out, you had uh Matt Cardona's father trying out. I mean, it was just <laughs> I just love that shit. So um all in all, I'm gonna go three and a half beards. It's been a blast. I can't wait for yeah. Saturday because I know collision is gonna deliver which just totally blows my mind. I'm interested in Friday how they're going to put the storyline, not to bed because, you know, to bed is permanent, 
but they're going to put them down for a nap and uh, they're going to come back around in a little bit. And, you know, you're going to have to sprinkle them in every now and then, because if you're off the airwaves, people are going to forget and you're going to stop moving merch. So how they, you know, quietly keep that storyline going. I am, I am completely invested in the, yeah. Uh, Cause the other thing about that what is doing what the else has SmackDown got going for it right now? You know, I, I just, yeah, they're going to have to do mm-hmm. somehow keep the bloodline relative or, or do something relevant, not relative. Relevant, relatives, relevant, whatever. They've got to do something. There you go. They got to make them relevant, relevant, relevant relatives. If, but yeah. Um, but before before we close, man, yeah. what do you think this Lacey Evans stuff? I know you're a huge fan of hers, dude. I, uh, you know, Semper Fi, Devil Dog. I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, you know, odd, you know, odd programming note where you know a couple days ago she switched from Lacey Evans to. Um, her married name and she's in her little coffee shop in Texas and you know extremely extremely interesting to uh, to go this route and I don't know if you know Charlotte's gonna show up in her coffee shop and they're gonna have a, a coffee shop brawl but to see her you know go away quietly is you know kind of interesting and and I blame it on creative uh, Rick Flair and Vince McMahon because mm-hmm. they she got stopped and started 14 times and then you know fortunate for her unfortunate for the storyline she uh gave birth and you know some um, yeah crazy very very interesting and you know she she got waylaid too by Sergeant Slaughter's family uh Slaughter you know felt a certain kind of way and um he wasn't as disgruntled or um disenchanted by the storyline as much as his family was but yeah so i guess she'll be off of our uh universal airwave making coffee yeah so that's what i was wondering i didn't know if if it was part of a work and they were repackaging her again but i think fightful just released that yeah she's been released so then my next thought was are we about to get a bunch of our releases from the merger that they keep talking about are coming so i'm wondering if she's the first domino to fall and then my other thought was, damn, she'd be really good in AEW. <laughs> I'd like to see her join the Outcast. Yeah, I think she'd be a lot of fun in the Outcast. Or TNA. I think she would be terrific in Impact. Yeah, Impact. Um, and I'm trying to get a hold of Rodriguez and El Rey to see if we could get her a mask and we could restart Lucha. And uh, <laughs> is the yeah, L Ray network even around a, anymore? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't. I'll get in touch with Prince Puma, uh, Ricochet, and see uh, see if he can't pull some strings as one of the one of the champions. But yeah, I think uh, she would be awesome. A lot of fun and impact. If uh, Tessa, you know, wherever Tessa lands, I think that would be a fun feud for her. Um, and but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I was kind of thrown for a loop. I thought she was just getting ready to get repackaged because she got stopped and started again. Yeah, they, but, they didn't know uh, what to do with yeah. her, I don't think. And I don't that storyline with Ric Flair and man, that was garbage. Like Ric Flair knocking her up and all this. Other, I mean, come on. Terrible. It was so bad. And I think that just yeah. killed her. And that was yeah. old man Vince's book in it. But I think she's yeah. talented. I think given yeah. the right circumstances, she could be a, an asset. You know, she's in Texas. She should reach out to Thunder Rosa and do Mission Pro. Like, get in there and get some reps with Mission Pro Wrestling. You know, hey, friend of the show, you know, Thunder a, Rosa and, hey, and that group. Thunder Rosa and her team, uh, Tony and, and the crew, uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, or uh, she hits is hits up uh, Booker T yeah. and goes over to uh, to his 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 uh, reality of wrestling and uh, get some reps and get some of their young young wrestlers over. But yeah, it's. Uh, 
fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it. You see some superstars go away and you're like, okay, cool. That's good. You know, that'll give someone else an opportunity because it wasn't working out for you. Um, but yeah, she, I think she was a victim of creative and unfortunately can be off our airwaves. So yeah. simplify, hope you do well. And, um, Godspeed. Yeah. Bottom line is whatever she wants to do, I hope she does it. If she wants to get back into right. wrestling, great. If she wants to, you know, go run her coffee shop and that's all, cool. Uh, whatever makes the okay. talent happy. Oh, I appreciate it. So we mentioned friends of the show. Hopefully that's you guys. We hope you're enjoying everything we're doing. Uh, if you are, please like and subscribe if you are on YouTube. Hit the little notification button so you know when we go live. Uh, we tend to go live at least for sure once a week. We are trying to go twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Life gets in the way sometimes. We have real jobs. This doesn't pay the bills yet. But the more of you that like and subscribe, the more we'll be able to do. Just saying. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Rumble. Check us out on Rumble. We are live there Tuesdays and Thursdays. Saturdays, we go live Saturday nights on the Fantasy Sports Core channel. Uh, sometimes we'll be live on our Rumble or we'll be on there it depends on if it gets set up right or not. So check us, our Rumble out or check theirs out. But Saturday nights we go live also. We kind of recap their week. If you watch this Tuesdays and Thursdays, it might be some repeated stuff. But hey, we uh, we tend to go on tangents no matter where we're at. Yep. Check out the audio podcast version of this video and whatever else you want to listen over. This is the 101 episode of our podcast. So that'll be out wherever you get your podcast from. No Shave Man Cave. Find us on Apple. Give us those five-star reviews. Find us on Spotify. All the normal places you get podcasts and some that I've never heard of. Check us out. We're out there. We appreciate everybody. Like, subscribe. Everywhere you can do that, follow us on our socials. No Shave Man Cave. Twitter. Sorry. X. Threads. All of those. Instagram. TikTok. We are out there trying to do more and more on those. So we appreciate it. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, have some ideas for the show, hit us up on X. Or email us, noshavemancave at gmail.com. All right, man. Hot tag time. Take us out. Bump and feed. Bump and feed. I'm just waiting. I can't wait. Someone's going to chime us. Someone's going to text. Someone's going to X us. Dirty. You just X'd me. Uh, hey, can you guys do a show about the greatest um, moonsaults? And I've already lost on that one. But uh, <laughs> EO Sky, uh, beautiful uh, uh, Tiffany Stratton, close second. But uh, yeah, hell yeah. Hit us up. Let us know what you want to see. We are having a blast. 101. Holla at your boy. Uh, your wrestling veterans, your favorite veterans here in the wrestling space. Thank you for joining us. And we are so jacked you're here to our brothers and sisters in arms. Hurry up. Get your ass home. We need you home, and so does your family. So take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Men Cave.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.